0: Edelstein here your celeb expert and your celeb savant celeb savant is a weekly entertainment show we have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities singers actors and industry experts south african artist fakhri isaacs has been performing since he was a child he later joined cape town's biggest and most loved boy band the boys and was their lead singer for many years As a solo artist, Fakhri has appeared in quite a few local music productions in Cape Town. With almost 35 years of experience entertaining audiences across the world, the stage has become his playground. With an incredible stage presence and soulful voice, he captures his audience so easily. For this episode of Celebsavant, I'll be speaking to Fakhri around his Luther Vandross tribute show called Here and Now. Up next on Celebsavant, we've got Fakhri Isaacs. Where do we find you in the world and how are you doing?
1: I am in Cape Town, South Africa, and I am absolutely doing absolutely amazing. Thank you.
0: I know you've been in the entertainment on the entertainment path for a number of years. So let's rewind to your journey of being in that world. At what age did it start and how did it accumulate to where we are today?
1: Um, it all started way back in 1987 as a part of my primary school choir. <laughs> Um, music was a compulsory subject, but when I'd started my uh, music teacher, my late music teacher, Mrs. Morris had noticed that she, there was something according to her, something special about me. Mm. And, um, she was the one who sort of identified it and, nurt- and nurtured, uh, you know, the, the, the talent that she saw. And yeah, um, but I've always had a love for music from as, for as long as I can remember music has been a part of my life. Uh, yeah, always, always. Every, I mean, every significant thing that happened in my life, music has always been a part of it. You know, when I'm feeling sad, there were certain songs that would pick me up. Even when I'm feeling good, there's certain songs that would just help, uh, you know, set the, set the, 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 the soundtrack of your life, if I can put it that way. So yeah. music is, yeah, I've always loved music and I've always loved making music. I love it.
0: Uh, You've been in multiple sort of disciplines, so to speak, in the music world. So you've been a part of um, boy band, choirs, singing singing solo. So let's tap into each. So first of all, uh, in the choirs.
1: I said, yeah. Let's let's start from the choir and let's take it. I'll take you step by step through the musical journey. Yes, exactly. So, like I said, nineteen eighty-seven. My teacher. Sort of noticed that there was something special. I later on became the lead soprano for the for the choir. So and absolutely loved it. Uh, we toured the country, doing competitions and things like that. And it was it was a, amazing. Amazing memories were made. You know, during that time of my life. Now I need to put you into perspective. Like where we're going to end up. How my love for soul and R and B music started. So in my household you know growing up as uh, as a, as a, as a young lad I have the fondest memories of my parents playing, um, you know, when we used to go on our road trips, um, journeys across the country. Um, and um, the only songs that would play would be the classic uh, Motown, uh, you know, soul, soul music, um, the Manhattans, the stylistics, the platters, the uh, Teddy Pendergrass, and all these uh, phenomenal artists that shaped, um, you know, music that we know today, as we know today. Um, I, and I've absolutely fallen in love. So, at school, I had the classical side and at home, I had the, the, the soul side, you know, covered, the Motown covered. And, um, it wasn't until I got to high school in the nineties. Um, you know, when the R and B start, R and B started booming with like the, the boys to men's mm-hmm. and uh, as, as yet, and, um, uh, all for one and these yes. guys, you know, um, yeah. Every guy wanted to be part of a group back then. Every guy wanted to be the next one-year modest and, and things like that. And it was normal. Cape, Cape Town and Cape Flats, Um, growing up in the Cape Flats, every school had the do-up groups and things yes. like that. It was a normal thing. And, you know, I just happened to be part of them. Um, And once again, there was something special because whenever my group would perform, everybody would come. Everybody, like literally the whole school, every event, my, um, myself and 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 my group performing and things like that. Uh, yeah, so that's when um, you know the R and B side started, um, and where I started, um, you know, sort of messing around in that in that uh, genre of music. Now I had the classical, I had the soul, and I had the R and B sort of, you know, down. And in 1987, um, so another part of my music uh, musical history is um, I grew up. Within the Malay choirs, um, in Cape Town, it's a it's it's a big thing. It's a cultural thing. It's uh the Malay choirs. It's 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 a big competition that happens every single year for as long as I can remember. It's probably been around for about a hundred years. So I grew up in that, right? And in there, we sing Afrikaans and we sing Netherlands. And um, I would uh, I grew up singing uh, the 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 adult uh, solo, so, um, which is an Afrikaan solo, right? But um, the competition itself was like choral type singing so I was very familiar with that from my background from school and then um, l- later on in, 19, in, in 1997 uh, one of the guys that played mandolin um, in our choir was actually one of the members from uh, Cape, one of Cape Town's biggest ba- boy bands which was the boys mm. and uh, he came to me and he said listen guy we need a front man um, you know uh, would you be interested in a in, in job? I was like, yeah, I don't know, you know, like maybe, maybe not. And then my, my wife, then girl, uh, girlfriend at the time said to me, listen, why don't you just give it a, give it a shot. You never know. I did. And, uh, I never look back. I, um, I mean, I learned uh, such a lot from being part of of, of the group, the boys. Uh, we traveled, we traveled a lot extensively, and um, we you know new experiences musically. And also, I was with the boys for twenty years, <laughs> so I think my time with the boys uh, was probably of the best years of, of my musical career because I learned the most. Um, even though all of the other things that I did was setting a foundation, but performing with the boys sort of gave me that stage presence and personality that you have on stage because sometimes you get very good singers they get on the stage and they and they just look very awkward on stage even just speaking to the audience it's 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 hard for them because what they know is singing they know they know singing right they don't they don't particularly um, know communication with the audience or eye contact and the little things that you learn from, from, you know, from performing often on stage. Um, yeah, so that's, I, I mean, I learned the most from from being part of the boys. Let, now we need to go back because, uh, you know, we need to get to, to where we are today. Mm. So let's go back to 1994. Luther Vandross releases an album called Songs, simply called Songs by Luther Vandross.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it was an album of songs, um, mostly covers of uh, popular songs that he had redone and I, I and i always say when i'm talking about it i never say that he had redone them i always say that he had perfected them okay. because luther's versions of certain songs is just i mean i don't think anybody will be able to better it ever um one of those particular songs and the song that that sort of drew me into the artist that is Luther Vandross, um, is, uh, the impossible dream. It's, it's very classical. You know, you hear the flute and then the, the orchestra comes in and it's amazing. And I'm like, okay. And then the silky, smooth, soulful voice just hits you. like to dream the impossible dream. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Because for the first time, I've got all these genres of music. I've learned them. Yes. But it's the first time that I've heard somebody like sort of marry the two. I won't say combine them. Combine is just, it's just too small a word. It got like that was like a match made in heaven. And I was like, wow, can you do that? Like, that's insane. And that song sort of drew me into the artist that is Luther Vandross. And I had researched. Every single song from the And I'm gonna be honest, I don't like every single song because not every artist released a song that was a hit like, You know, not there's so many fantastic artists. Yeah. And I know you know what I'm talking about. You've got you've got so many albums or series in your car, but you'd listen to maybe five tracks out of twenty on that on that album. However, the album that I'm talking about, the songs by Luther Van I literally knew every single song by heart. Um, it was that good. And, and then I researched and he's, um, and I obviously stumbled across his 1981 release of Never Too Much. And then 1987, when he did, uh, Yeah, Now and all of these amazing songs, you know, um, it's like, wow, this guy is phenomenal. I absolutely fell in love with the artist that is yeah. Luther Vandross. Growing up, you have many, uh, sort of bucket list items that you'd mm-hmm. like to tick off and one of them for me is like um so firstly was to make my mark in the music industry to be able to you know perform on these stages uh and 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 hopefully one day get to meet this artist and let me tell you um i've performed in 2014 i got the honor of performing on literally the biggest stage in the world which is carnegie hall in new york city uh, yeah i had the honor of performing there in 2014 i had the honor of performing many places across the globe and I've met and performed with many international acts and artists and it was amazing. But the one artist I never, ever got to meet or perform with was the one that I wanted most. And that was Luther Vandross. And that brings us to where we are today. So after after he passed, I was like, I'll never get that opportunity. Mm. However, I've always had this vision that I would like to put together a, a show Or, you know, or an experience, as I call it, for the audience, Um, I would like to produce a show um, as if I was sitting in the audience and, you know, I'd sort of imagine myself sitting in the audience and this is what it would have been like watching Luther Vandross perform, uh, you know, a, a Luther Vandross concert. And that's where the idea stemmed from, and 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 I've been hanging on to it for many, many years. And it wasn't until about uh, just over a year ago, my manager came to me and he said, "Dude, you know what? It's time. I think you need to do this thing. You need to do the Luther Vandross tribute." And I'm like, "And I'm a perfectionist, so if it was up to me, I still wouldn't have done it." But I'm so glad that I did because once we did it, it was. It was just something else. It was, you know, it was something else. I, I, I talked to you about it and I'm actually getting goosebumps just thinking <laughs> about it. It's like everything that I had envisioned had, you know, come to life and it was so perfect. It was so beautiful. And yeah, I just, I, I was so glad that I actually got to share that with. People and um, I'm I'm now brings us to where we are now. I'm I'm so glad that we get into you know take it further and take it to the rest of the country and then hopefully to the rest of the world.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah. Okay, so you mentioned that you were a perfectionist, and that was limiting or challenging you from releasing or pursuing the show. So what, in your mind, what was the thing that was saying, okay, no to doing it at that time what was that perfectionist so, element so to speak i needed to find the perfect the perfect
1: band i needed to find the perfect backing vocalist i needed to okay. find um, you know i needed to, to find the perfect setting um and everything just needed to be perfect in you know and for me like thinking about it i wouldn't want to do it in front of an audience like two, three hundred people. I I wanted to be like, you know, like the the real thing. That was number one. And then number two was I had all these ideas. Like, so when we do, like example, I do dance with my father and and during the, the, the performance, so on screen, um, we had created a video reel that goes on screen. Um, and I said that I would want to pay tribute so when, when we do that song, not only to, um, our fallen heroes, like the, you know, the people that created the path for us in the music industry, that sort of set the foundation for us, not only them, but the living legends, which like my father and other members of society that has, mm-hmm. you know, contributed to our freedom. In South Africa, and also the success of the music industry. Yeah. So what we what we created was while while I'm singing, mm-hmm. on screen you'll see it's as if you're walking down a corridor, and on the hall is. Photos, okay. you know, photo frames hanging of all the legends like the late Tully Peterson, uh, Nelson Mandela, Desmond Tutu, you know, Yuma Sekela, And then um, obviously, like I said, in between, my, our parents would pop, our, our fathers would pop yeah. up there. I mean, that was such an amazing moment of the show. And and these are the, the uh, little elements that I had envisioned. But remember when you envisioning it is one thing, but yeah. actually having to put it into action, there's a budget that needs to Mm. be allocated for those things. Things happen for a reason and everything has its time. And I believe that it was the time for us to do it because everything just fell into place. And like I said, thinking about it, I get goosebumps because it, it wasn't that there was things missing. It was more a case of, I think I was afraid of failure because this had meant so much to me. A failure in my mind would be one person even one person walking out of that auditorium or that venue, not, not feeling inspired or not feeling that they've just watched something absolutely phenomenal. Okay. Uh, that is failure for me. But the reviews and on the social media pages, I'm very, I'm very active on my social media pages. I go live, like on daily check in and things like that. And I mean, after the show, people are just bombarded the social media platforms. It's like, Dude, that was next level. Like, we we can't wait for the next one. You know that kind of vibes, and that is exactly what you want. You want, um, you know, as a as an artist and as a producer, as a creative mind, that's the one thing that any producer wants is just acknowledgement that what you've done, you've successfully uh, executed what you've set out yeah. to do, and 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 that's what we've done. Absolutely. Okay.
0: So without giving too much more away, because we want people to come and see it, tell us a little bit more about the show, what people can expect. Let me tell you this. So when I said perfectionist, like
1: even with the duets, so if you want to know how perfect I needed it to be, I, I started working with one of, I think, probably one of the best female vocalist in South Africa today. Andrea Fourtain, she is 21 years old, but she is absolutely phenomenal. She has complete control of her vocals and um, she is such a gem. Um, And we did uh, the the cover of um, Endless Love. That was the first video we did together. And within a week, we had in excess of two million views wow. uh on that. So on uh, on 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 the social media platforms of that cover, it was absolutely phenomenal. People were like, "Guy, this is like Luther <laughs> and Mariah reincarnated." Yes, mm. like this is the comments that people got, and and that's what I was talking about. Everything needed to be perfect. If if there was a song, the way Luther had. Coupled up with somebody to do a duo or something like that or a duet. Um, I needed the person that was going to do the, even, the, you know, the, 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 the other artists. Um, it needed to be spot on. And, um, let me, let me just put it out there. There's like a lot of people come out and say, dude, you sound just like Luther or you, Luther reincarnated or Luther would be so proud, you know, or yes. all the, all of these things. But there is elements of the show where, um, we sort of, It's the same song, but I will add a little bit of myself to it because at the end of the day, it is me paying tribute to a legend. That was the one thing that made Luther stand out from everybody else. He never did anything according to standard. It was always his way. And, you know, I have learned a lot from watching the artist that is uh, the legend that is or was Luther Vandross and, and, um, you know, how he performed and how he's approached to music. It was very playful. Literally, I've never seen anybody do it before. Luther would literally walk past a microphone on stage and he's like, and it would be like this crescendo kind of effect. And the audience would go crazy. I've never seen another artist do it. I I mean, and and because, I mean, uh, that is how, unique not only the voice but also the character that was Luther Vandross so when I do a lot of the songs I try to keep the essence of the song because we're paying tribute to this magnificent artist but I also try to show a bit of myself as in what I had learned mm. from you know watching this guy because at the end of the day um, Luther there will never be another Luther Vandross never yeah. ever I'm not trying to replace Luther Vandross yeah. um, but I'm trying to pay the respects to team. Yes. And also, I am very proud to say that, you know, I'd learned a lot from watching him through the years as I've grown as an artist.
0: So, all of that comes through in the production, right? So, that's what we look forward to Absolutely. to enjoy. Yes. Absolutely,
1: Um, you know, all of those things is what you can look forward to during the production. We've also got uh, phenomenal, uh, another phenomenal male vocalist from Cape Town, Anselin Geisman, absolute gem. Please, people, go and check them out. Andrea Fotain, Anselin Geisman, absolutely phenomenal artist. Um, Like I said, everything needed to be perfect. And then wrapping up the the cast on stage would be um, Jade Engelbrecht, who would be joining us. I'm very blessed. Um, over the last two years, um, has been absolutely amazing. Um, you know, and I believe that what you put out into the universe mm. is, comes back to you. You know, um, so blessings is something that comes to you, and when you receive it, you need to pay it forward. You know, so about just a, just about a year ago, I, I um, did a talent search called Showtime because I wanted to find someone that had a talent that, um, we could sort of help, um, expose it to the world and help them grow and nurture the talent. Yep. And Jade was actually the winner of that okay. competition. He is absolutely phenomenal. Um, this will be the first time she gets to perform in a venue uh like the lyric theatre. Um and yeah, I'm very, very excited for her. And, and Andrea, myself, um, all of all the entire cast is I mean, it's no strangers to the big stage, but Jade, it's the first time. So we're very excited for her, um, because she is, like I said, phenomenal and that's why we had the competition, because we want to show the world and um, you know, just how amazing she is. Taking back to the band, um, probably the number one band in South Africa. So any international act that comes to Cape Town, South Africa, um, these guys would be the band, um, okay. you know, that they come not um, under the, the direction of Mr. Charlton Daniels. Charlton Daniels is also an award winning uh, uh, producer. Like I said, every single thing needed to be top notch for the show. Because we wanted to leave no stone unturned and we want to give the audience a, an experience second to none.
0: The podcast is listened to throughout the world. So as final message, what would you like to say?
1: This 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 specific event, um, as you as you can hear from what I've said, as real, you know, it is it's really important to me. It's really special. And I would love to share it. With not only South Africa but yes. the rest of the world, I mean, we need to start here, we need to start in South Africa. Um, some critics has actually come and watch uh, the show, and they've actually said Fakhri Isaacs is to Luther Vandross what Belinda Davis is to Whitney Houston. Okay, uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, um, and I know the world knows Belinda Davis now uh, with her Whitney Houston tribute, and um, so I mean, if the critics if that is their Comments um it speaks for itself, you know. Um and I'm very I'm very, 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 very chuffed about it. But I'm also very honored, you know, that people had um come and had experienced and they had accepted, you know, the package that we had presented. So to the rest of the world, hopefully we can bring this to you uh very, very soon. I look I would love that. I would absolutely love um to come and share it with all of you. And to anybody else, um if there's anybody out there that, that has a passion for music passion um you know to be creative don't let anything stand in your way you know uh i believe in the almighty and and that he he and he alone gives blessings and you never know when your time is going to come so keep at it stay strong and stay dedicated it will happen when it's supposed to happen